When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Dilly Ding Dilly Dong, the Leicester Mercury's Leicester City podcast. I'm Rob Tanner and today I'm joined here in the Mercury Masonette by Jordan Blackwell, uh, my colleague from the sports desk and uh, devout Leicester City fan as well to discuss the end of season finale against Bournemouth and what lies ahead for Leicester City this uh, this summer. Um, first of all, Geordie, uh, what are your assessment of the, the, the game, the, the 1-1 draw with Bournemouth? Um, I thought the uh, first half an hour, Leicester were a bit slow. Um, Bournemouth were well on top, and I mean, I know they scored the the goal early, but they deserved to be in front. Um, but I thought really from then, Leicester slowly started to get back into it. It was the end of the first half, and had a couple of of half chances. Um, and then for the second half, I thought they they totally dominated, and, and by the end of the second half, I would say they'd had enough chances to deserve um, the three points and um, a, a place in the top half of the table. Yeah, it was a very, very shocking start, wasn't it? Uh, a long ball over the top, Simo uh, misses, Danny Simpson misses it and uh, they go on to score from that. And it, I felt at the time that it felt like there was a bit of a hangover still from the, the drubbing at the hands of Spurs on Thursday night there. But uh, And it took them a while to get going. Like, you could see some of the frustration, I thought, on the, some of the players, especially Michael Brighton when he uh, turned and vented his frustration towards Islam Slomani for not joining him in the press, impressing the uh, the the. the Bournemouth back line, but uh, they got their act together, didn't they, in the second half? And uh, Jamie Vardy was a real nuisance. Unlucky, I thought, unlucky not to have two goals. Yes, there was the the, the offside decision that was it shown to be just onside. Um, he was, yeah, he was a, a a real menace, and it was it was perhaps a little bit more difficult for him than usual, Vardy, because he wasn't playing with Okazaki; he was playing with Slomani instead. And I think if that changes. Well, it sort of changes the way Leicester play. Um, it certainly changes the way Vardy has to play because Slomani doesn't doesn't operate in the same way that Okazaki does. O- Okazaki operates to benefit Vardy and makes runs that drag defenders away, drags defenders away from Vardy. Um, but Vardy did very well. Um, deserved two goals, as we said, and. Um, um, was probably Leicester's top performer. Although I thought Wilfred and Didi also had a, an extremely good game. Uh, so it was a 12th place finish because of the draw. They were targeting the top 10 finish, but they couldn't quite manage it though. Would uh, your assessment on that is that are you disappointed with a 12th place finish? Um, before the start of the season, I said I'd be happy for for Leicester to finish in the top 10, um, and anywhere there would be uh, pretty good, considering they've only finished um, you know a couple of points away. Um, and you know it's one sort of miscued uh, offside decision that that's that's denied them a place. I don't think you can be be, be too disappointed. Um, I think there is a, a hope among the fans that Leicester would be at the top of that uh, of the the also runs, if you mm. like. Obviously, there was that big group of, of teams between forty six and forty points. Um, I think Leicester fans, and I think this is where Leicester should aspire to be, to be at the top, at the top of that, um, and hopefully we'll see um, some some progress next season. I mean, overall, you look at the season; it's been dominated by the Champions League, hasn't it? Because it was all new, it's all fresh. 
and I have to say that was a, an, an excellent debut in the in the Champions League, wasn't it? Comfortably qualifying from their group. I mean, it's been a lot of debate about how um, good that draw was for them in terms of the sides they faced, but they still had to dispatch them, and they did so uh, with the general ease, except for the uh, drubbing in Porto when a second string side was put out there. But uh, I, I, for me, this season will always be remembered for the Champions League experience, and uh, I know that. Uh, Places in the table were worth £1.9 million, weren't they, to each place that you gathered. So it will have a small financial impact on the club, but the club's are washed with money now, isn't it? Let's be honest. So uh, 12th finish and a quarter-final of the Champions League. Oh, I don't think that's a bad campaign no, at all. So. I think that's one that Leicester City fans will remember, won't it? Yeah, definitely. I think particularly for the Champions League campaign, I think those nights were the, the highlight. I think the highlight of the season was the, the uh, Sevilla at home. Um to have that to have that experience and to have a you know beating a team coming from behind to beat a team a, a really good uh, outfit and move into the last day of the Champions League just mm. it still it sort of goes one further in the whole sort of uh, surrealness of Leicester City's um, last few seasons um, so I think yes I think given how Leicester performed in the Champions League and the, and the games they won and um, the trips that fans were able to enjoy I think. Yes, it's certainly a, a season that fans can, can look back on with pride. Uh, and the end of a season is always uh, goodbyes. And we said goodbye to Marcin Vasileski, the man who will not be interviewed. Um, what did you make of his? He was a bit more toned down than the John Terry one, wasn't it? Yes, yeah, and I thought Leicester did a good job. I, I know Shakespeare's spoken of his, his I suppose, disappointment that he couldn't give uh, Vasilevsky a game. The game was just a, a, a little bit too tight. Um but if obviously if Leicester had been in front, maybe two goals in front, then I think I'm sure he would have um, he would have played maybe 15, 20 minutes. Um, but yeah, I think they they did the right thing. They you know they had the video, they had they gave him the um, they all gave him an applause. He was able to to come out and enjoy the moment, but it didn't really disrupt the game. So I think I think um, it was the they, they went about it the right way, and I think it's the right decision in terms of he's, he's, when he has played, he's not played that often, but when he has played, he's looked not quite um, up to scratch. I think he's looked a little bit, uh, I don't want to say past it, but mm. he's, you know, he's, mm. He's not getting any younger. Yeah, let's put it that way. Um, but a good servant for the club, I would say. Yeah, definitely, yes. Um, he's uh, been a, predominantly a squad man, but he's come in and done a good job. 77 appearances, two goals over the four years. He's been part of the Championship uh, title winning side and the Premier League uh, title winning side. So he goes away with a bit of silverware as well. Yes, yeah, definitely. And I think you know, he really did play key roles in the his first two seasons at the club, the, the promotion season and the, and the survival season, where... Um, it was sort of Morgan and Moore started the season at centre back, and then I think in the championship season, I think Moore picked up an injury, and Vasilevsky came in and was really solid, and that seemed to work. In the survival season, he, he played a, a little bit as well, and it played at the end when Leicester went to three at the back, and he was he was joined by Morgan and Huth. Um, so he he certainly played some key roles across his four years, and I think he can um, he can be really pleased with with his time at the club. I'll just tell you a little story. I've said it many, many times, told the story about the first meeting with Vasilevsky when he joined the club. And uh, he was reluctant to do media because his English wasn't particularly good at the time. But uh, he came into the media suite at the uh, at Beaver Drive and it was myself and Jason Bourne of uh, BBC Radio Leicester, who's also announced he's leaving as well. Uh, and uh, Jason went first as the broadcast journalist. And I was going to wait to mop up some uh, questions off the record as well at the end. But uh, then Jason threw a few big words at him, one of them being... 
what did he think of the... Was he prepared for the rigours of the championship? And uh, I think uh, that was it for Vass. He'd struggled through the interview and he just walked off. He literally just walked off. And I don't, I've never had the opportunity to interview him in four years. Never had the chance. Uh, softly spoken guy. Never really uh, courted the publicity or the... I tried. I tried last night. I saw him go through the mix zone. And I'd, uh, I always tried to... I've described him as the uh, Polish tank because he was unstoppable in mix zones. And uh, he came through and uh, I shouted him. And he came over and shook me hand. I said, I've never been able to interview you, Vass. How about now? And he went, no, nah, no. Nah, walked off down the tunnel and that was it. Gone. That was the end of Vasileski. But uh, so... Do we think there's going to be any more leaving? Because he's the only one that's out of contract, but who else could possibly be leaving during this summer, do you think? Um, I think, well, there's, there's, to be honest, Leicester's whole squad has been, you, uh, lots of players have played. Mm. Uh, I think there's, with Vasilevsky, he, he's not really had a game and he's been clear, sort of a fourth choice centre-back or fifth choice centre-back. Um, there's lots of other players that have played, but perhaps disappointed. Um, a lot of those you would say are, are the, the new signings, um, maybe partic- particularly Musa. Um, but whether it's, it's difficult to say because there maybe someone at the club thinks they deserve more time. Um, they've certainly not shown that they're they're ready to play week in week out for Leicester at, at the moment. But they've only had one season at the club, uh, and whether they're afforded another season to see how they get on. Uh, in terms of other players. Um, I think Leicester will recruit um, at centre-back and so Johan Ben-Loan's chances may be limited next season. Um, and I think his performances, although he's done well, I would say, on you know over these past few months when he's had to step in, I think the last couple of performances have maybe put some doubts in the management's mind that, that he's capable of competing. I think he's, a little, he's still a little bit too erratic mm. um, and dives out a little bit. But... Other than that, I think you don't want too much of a too big of a turnover of, of the squad because then I think you you're trying to bed in too many players and um, and that that will have a detrimental effect come the start of the, the next season. Well, the rumor mill's already started turning in terms of incomings and outgoings, and uh, in terms of outgoings, Riyad Mahrez has been linked with moves away. Casper Schmeichel. I mean, the latest one is a swap deal with Joe Hart, which uh, uh, I find a little bit hard to believe that would be a uh, one that Leicester City would look at. Yeah, favourably. Yeah, I, I don't think they would, Leicester would want that at all. I think Schmeichel um, is is a is a far better, certainly a far better shot stopper than, than Hart is. I think he's he's less prone to errors than than Hart is. Um, and you probably say that Schmeichel's distribution is is good as well. I think um, they both got that that those leadership qualities. Um, I think Hart Hart is 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 good at that. And he's he is vocal, but I think. Schmeichel's probably a better goalkeeper in, in almost every department. I think that might have been sparked by um, Pep Guardiola's comments about um, Schmeichel uh, when Man City came uh, to, when faced uh, Leicester City recently. And he, uh, he said about how it's very hard to press Leicester City because they can play it back to Schmeichel and he can play the ball out very quickly and accurately. Uh, beyond your lines to get at you the back for Vardy and that so and he's we know that he's quite keen on goalkeepers that can use their feet uh, so that's why Joe Hart's out of the club anyway so um, now we will watch that one with interest I, I should imagine in terms of incoming we've, there's been a few um, rumours about Ben Gibson at Middlesbrough and, and uh, another character that we've um, we know quite well because he was li- heavily linked with City in the last transfer window, Francesco Serbin, you found some quotes attributed to Serbi today. Yes, so he's, um, it, it was the the end of the the Serie A season as well. Uh, yesterday, um, 
his club, uh, the Serbia's club, Sassuolo, won six two. But he he's been quoted as saying afterwards that uh, he's told the club it, it's his final year there. Uh, he does have one year left on his contract, but he he seems to be fairly open in saying that he will be leaving this summer. Um, yes, Leicester were linked in January uh, and put a couple of bids in. Uh, we believe. Um, and he seems to fit the bill in terms of what Leicester look for. He was sort of very high in terms of number of blocks and number of clearances, which is what Huth and, and Morgan are good at. Um, you know, he's an Italian international. He's, he's got good pedigree. He's been playing in Syria for a few seasons now. Um, I think he seems to fit the bill. And I think him only having one year left on his contract and him being open to a move probably bodes well if Leicester do want to, to go back in for him. But he, um, that's probably one to watch over the next few months. Well, the figures that were muted were initially a €10 million Euro bid, then a €13.5 million Euro bid, which would take around £10 million, I think. Well, I don't know what the transfer rate is at the moment, but uh, it's quite a lot of money for a centre-back, but that's the level we're at now, isn't it? You're going to have to spend some money this summer. Yes, definitely, and I think... Given that he could be a first choice centre back if Leicester were to buy him, um, I don't think that that would be a great deal if they were spent ten, twelve million pounds on him. Um, I think he's only he's twenty nine, which you would say is is get is at their peak or getting mm. past it. But I think for a centre back, he's you no, know, he's still got a it's about a, experience. Yes, isn't and it? he's, he's still he's still got four years. You would say as a top defender before. Maybe his years start catching up with him. Um, but I don't think if Leicester were to sign him, I don't think he would be the only one. I think they'll probably try and go for two centre-backs in the summer because I think that's clearly where the the weak spot has been uh, over the past couple of seasons. Yeah, I mean, they've not really worked out in the past. I mean, Luis Hernandez didn't last particularly long. Molo Wagai didn't even last a game. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see where the City go. But that's certainly an area they uh, need to strengthen. Uh, where else do you think uh, Leicester City will be looking to strengthen. I mean, they've got plenty of options now in centre midfield. Matty James back fit. Uh, if pa- they can get Papi Mendy fit for next season as well. You've got King and Drinkwater and a Diddy and a Marty. That, that looks pretty strong in there, doesn't it? Yeah, I think that's that's one position I, I'm fairly OK with in terms of Leicester's options. I think particularly having Matty James back and seeing how he performed at Barnsley. I think there's um, a, a real chance that he, he can um, stake a claim for, for a starting spot. Um, I think... Leicester probably need to to sign a right back. I think for the past eighteen months since Richard Delatz uh, first left on loan, um, Leicester have just had one right back or one out and out right back in Simpson, and sort of someone's filled in whenever he's you know needed a break or whatever. Um, so that would be one position I would look to to strengthen, um, and also a, an attacking midfielder support striker role. The Gaston Ramirez sort of signing. Yes. I'm not saying Gaston should be the man they're going for now, but that sort of ilk of player. Yeah, somebody that that can play behind the striker. I suppose it's in the position that that Okazaki currently holds, um, but someone in there that can that can receive the ball is, is has good first touch. Maybe can dribble a little bit with it, can create chances. Um, so on that point, though, do you think somebody like Tom Lawrence has got an opportunity? Because he's played in a, in a particular role for Ipswich and was a great success in the Championship. I mean, the lad's not been given his chance at first-team level. I imagine it all depends on who's the manager, isn't But if we're assuming it's going to be Craig Shakespeare, if it is shaky, do you think he might get an opportunity in pre-season? Uh, definitely, and he deserves one. I think it's certainly something worth looking at. And I think for Ipswich, he did play... Uh, I think he either played out wide or he played in that support striker role. Um so I think it's certainly something worth looking at. I mean, I think he got 
double figures for both goals and assists, mm. uh, which playing for an Ipswich team that you know finished in the bottom half, that's that's pretty good going. Um, they were one man team for a spell, weren't yeah, they? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, around, around Christmas January time, he was he was the only player scoring. So um, yeah, certainly something to look at. Whether he has, I think the thing is, I think it's such a key position, and I think you need a real top quality player in there. That's what we're talking about. How with level are Leicester City going to be looking at? Or what shelf are they going to be shopping on this yes. time? It's and going I, to be the top shelf, isn't it? Yeah, surely? I think so. And I th- and I'm not sure Lawrence is is a, a top shelf player. Mm. Um, but he certainly would be worth looking at and trying him in that role in, uh, in pre-season. Uh, but of course, there's one big signing that needs to be made, and that's the managerial position. Uh, Craig Shakespeare said all along that he would be sitting down with um, the owners after the end of the season. Well, we're here now. We're at that point. We're expecting it to be sometime this week that they're going to have a discussion. It's got to be sorted sooner rather than later, hasn't it, Jordan? Yeah, I think so. It, it makes sense to, to get it done this week or over the next couple of weeks. Um, almost get it out of the way before people start going on the holidays and the sort of the transfer window takes over um, because I think you need even for for trying to sign players I think you know if you're coming into a club I think you want to you want to know who your manager's going to be mm. um, I know clubs sign players all the time now with even when they've not got a manager in place but I think there are certain players that would would want the stability and want to know who's going to be in charge um, and I think Personally, from my point of view, I, I would be happy for for Shakespeare to, to to have it. I think Leicester's performances and um, his tactics and his substitutions have been pretty good. I think is the um, the substitutions against Spurs were the only real um, error. But I quite like the fact that he was positive, trying yes. to be positive there because they were two one trying to get back in the game, got back into the game, but then they just left the door open. And the, the form that we saw yesterday, uh, what Spurs did at Hull. You know, the form they were in at the time, it was just, they're just unstoppable when they get going and you leave them space at the back. Yeah, and I think that, yes, he was right to, to be positive. I think he and he made that positive change um, at, at the start of the second half and Leicester did get back into it. But I think he almost went a little bit overboard, um, bringing Ben Luan off and dropping a Marte uh, back and moving Morris back into midfield. And it, it really didn't work. And Leicester actually lost a considerable momentum from that substitution but it, he'll have learnt from that and hopefully um, hopefully we'll um, we'll see him back at the club I think that's certainly the key thing to keep Shakespeare at the club because I think he's such a uh, such a big influence on the squad Well we'll certainly be discussing that in more detail um, a bit later in the week when uh, hopefully there might be some more news on that front uh, keep checking back on the Mercury website and our Facebook page for all the latest news coming out it's, it's promising to be a very busy summer with uh, a lot of uh, speculation and rumour but also uh, some news as well that we would be bringing you on the Mercury website and our Facebook page and uh, please tune in again for Dilly Ding Dilly Dong thank you <laughs>